Gentlemen, welcome to the Alpha M Podcast. Wherever you are right now listening to this, I want to thank you for your support. In this podcast, you'll get my views on lifestyle, self-improvement, and business, all in an aim to unlocking your confidence and helping you feel the best you can every day of your life. Also, at any time during this podcast or if any of my videos have helped you in the past, please feel free to leave a rating and a review on the platform you're listening to this. Five stars, of course, would be awesome, but I'll leave that up to you. Every week, we're going to read out and feature a few of my personal favorite reviews. So lock in and enjoy today's episode. So welcome to another episode of the Alpha M Podcast. This is Paul who works with Aaron at Enemy.com and today's episode is a Q&A mashup with a focus on business. From whether you need a degree to be successful to Aaron's thoughts around the franchise model, this episode will be really insightful if you're looking for business advice right now. Now our favourite review of this week comes from Kevin94. He says, been a fan of Alpha M for a while. Excited to listen in on this new format here in the podcasting scene. What I really dig about this medium is that Aaron goes more in depth on wisdom and lessons he's cultivated in life and in his business. You get more of an intimate look at what he's been doing to overcome adversity and perspectives on reaching success. This isn't a podcast about fashion tips. Watch his YouTube channel for that. But instead, getting to know Aaron a little bit better. Excited to see what direction this goes in. Thank you, Kevin, for that review. And once again, if you leave a rating and a review on the platform of your choice right now or after this episode, Every week, Aaron chooses his favorite for us to read out. Now sit back and enjoy today's episode. Next business question comes from Sean Sagador. Uh, He says, when you are approaching people to talk about your service, how do you make them take you more seriously as I'm only 18 years old, but I do look younger and they think I'm young and I still am in school? So great question and congratulations. Like 18 years old and you're already like trying to talk to people about your business? Gentlemen, that is ridiculous. I wasn't that that smart when I was your age. I was a dummy, right? I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's exactly how I came across, but I assume it probably was. Um, so looking young is something that I have always been aware of, um, especially when I got out of college and I was starting to uh, go down my entrepreneurial journey. I always was aware that I looked a little bit younger. Now, I don't look like I'm 12, but you know, I, I looked young. And so being a young guy, you wanna be taken seriously. And so I would try when I, was, when I knew that I was gonna be talking to somebody that was older than me, or I was gonna be discussing something business related, I always tried to make sure that I was dressed the part. I didn't dress like a young punk. I dressed a little bit older. I tried to make sure that I wasn't too like over the top. I would take out my earrings. I made sure to look people in the eye. So, so here's the thing. When you are wanting to be taken more seriously, whether or not it's for a business, it's for a relationship, it's for whatever, the things that you can control, right? You can't control the fact that you are young. You know, that's, all, that's awesome. But one thing that the internet and, and sort of like this whole like tech entrepreneurship has taught us is that just because you're young, this doesn't actually mean that you're not going to be taken seriously. Um, I think that's one of the things that, sort of has surprised so many people is that a lot of these young people, like in their 20s, early 20s, even teens, have these genius ideas that end up being like mega monster, crazy successes. Like Mark Zuckerberg, right? That was like, he was in college, he was young. He was like 19 or 20 when he started, when he stole Facebook. I'm kidding, not kidding. But I watched the other day, I I saw on on Netflix, um, what was it, that movie with like Justin Timberlake and and, uh, The Social Network or something like that? A <laughs> little, little shady, but but anyway, 
this isn't about Mark. Um, what is this about? This is about being young, though. Being young is not an excuse anymore, and honestly, it's not as much of a handicap as it used to be. But there are some things that you should do. You may need to make sure that your, your body language is mature. You can't have your pants hanging off your ass. Your style needs to be a little bit more mature. Your hair shouldn't be all crazy, right? You need to look people in the eye. You need to shake their hand like you mean it. You need to be able to communicate and speak eloquently. So what I would recommend is practice. Practice talking, practice communicating, so that when you go to a networking event, so when you have the opportunity to talk to somebody about your idea, your business, whatever it may be, your service, you're able to communicate that idea and get the point across without a bunch of ums and looking down and looking unsure of yourself. If you can come across professionally and mature, it doesn't matter, you win. The next business question comes from our friend JJ. He says, if you were to create a new clothing company today, how would you start? I would start online um, in terms of doing my research and looking to, to see what's out there. Um, there are different resources in terms of, of developing and designing clothing. All right, Alibaba is a great place to start, right? If you go on Alibaba, if you want to sell t-shirts, if you want to sell joggers, if you want to sell bomber jackets, like whatever it may be, you can go on Alibaba, search it, and find a ton of manufacturers that will be able to um, basically put your label on an existing design or help you and customize um, you know, a product. And that's kind of what happened with, with, with Enemy. Um, went on Alibaba to say who makes sunglasses and then contacted, got a bunch of samples, all right, figured out what samples were the best, and then we said, okay, this is what we want to do, these are the materials that we want to use, and this is the, the custom design. And then we worked with a manufacturer that was already in the business of manufacturing sunglasses to custom create our own sort of sunglasses. And so you could do the same thing with clothing, right? We import all of our acetate from Italy, Mazzaccioli. Um, all of our lenses come from Zeiss lenses, or from Zeiss. And so, you know, I think that that's probably the best place to start. You can get samples, that's the other thing. Like if you contact them, you can order samples and you can try a bunch of things. You can wash it, you can you know, try it on, get different designs and you can tweak it, you can customize it and you can work with something they've already got. So that's how I would start. I would go Alibaba, find somebody making the style of clothing that you're looking to make and then work with them, you know, test a bunch of them. You gotta see, because that's the thing. You know, there are gonna be a gazillion different options and manufacturers of t-shirts in Alibaba, and or all in Alibaba, or jeans, or whatever it may be. You've gotta test a bunch of them just to find the one that you feel is up to your standards, your level of quality, and then they can do whatever they want, or you, every, whatever you want. Um, you know, in terms of people saying, you know, oh, China quality is cheap. China quality is not cheap. It's only cheap if they use cheap material, all right? China is amazing in terms of manufacturing and assembling products at a reasonable price. Um, you know, now, the one downside to buying overseas is shipping right now because of the whole coronavirus thing is insane. Give you an idea. Um, I've got an order of sunglasses coming over, about 1,500 units. It's a small order. And normally, to get that, like, in a week here, um, the cost would be around like $3,000 for shipping, all right? As of yesterday, the cost for that same amount of sunglasses is $13,500. Yeah, <laughs> ouch, exactly. And so you've got to decide, okay, so is it worth now getting them that quick or should I ship some over 
quick and some over slower, like on a ship. And, and so, you know, the shipping is going to be a big concern and something to consider, but something recently that, is, that has gotten a little bit out of hand because of corona. Just, just wanted to give you a little update on, on the state of affairs in terms of shipping with, with uh, corona overseas. It's, it's pretty brutal. And the last business question is from our friend and longtime supporter of the T. Shanley, building a business, starting a, what is it? <laughs> starting a business, building a brand blog, this one, uh, Gary Hernandez, self-defense and urban survival. What's up, Gary? What's, I mean, what's up? Gary, <laughs> I don't even know if you teach karate. Uh, all right, so business question. I'm doing more on the internet like YouTube than a physical place like my martial arts school. Um, my question is, how did you feel and did you have to change the way you interact with people going from live face-to-face -face working with people and helping as a personal trainer and gym owner to working and helping people on the internet like YouTube? So the question is, when you have and when you're used to um, working with people like face-to-face, -face, like in person, you know, providing a service. Is it different when you actually start to communicate, you know, through this medium, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the internet? And the answer is yes and no. And what I mean by that is yes, it's different in the sense that you're not there with them, but no, it's... Sorry, uh, that was my grandmother. <laughs> they got her a cell phone. So my grandmother, uh, Nana, has coronavirus and... Um, She's 94 years old, and so, uh, you know, it's, I think it's going on like, like around like 15, 16 days. Her fever is in check. Her blood, her oxygen level is pretty good. Um, she's a tough-ass 94-year-old um, woman, and um, I think she's going to be all right. So thumbs up, Nana. You got this. Come on. Come on. You beat cancer a few years ago. You can take on the coronavirus. Anyway, back to Gary's question. Is it different? Yes, it's different. I have learned, and, and one thing that you're going to have to do when it comes to trying to communicate and teach people through this means or, or, or method uh, video, you probably should be more expressive and animated, all right? When you're with somebody in person, that can come across a little bit weird, but I would say take your personality up just a little, a little bit higher than normal because that is going to come across better and project better on video. Um, in terms of, of, of interacting, you know, it's just about you know, pretending you're talking to a friend, you know, that's one of the things that I had to learn is that when you're talking to a camera, just pretend like you're talking to a buddy uh, because ultimately that's what they are on the other side of the, uh, on the other side of the internet. And so, uh, yeah, just act like they're your friend and, and talk to the camera. Don't look at yourself in the, in the, in the little monitor. Look at the lens, gentlemen. That is the secret to doing video content. Lolly has a question. He says, how relevant is school today? Do the subjects they are teaching you um, worth your time? Uh, do, you, do you use the knowledge from high school times? Um, <laughs> so, so this was an education question. I thought it was about like college at first. And then, you know, I see that you're talking about high school. So yes, I use most everything, not everything. There's a lot of things that that they teach you in, in, in high school that you're not going to use, but it's part of the curriculum. And so this doesn't mean to drop out of high school. Absolutely do not drop out of high school. Get your education. And then after that, you can do whatever you want to do. And we'll talk about college in a second. But high school is an opportunity. You know, for me, you know what else? I, it, it helps with it. It helps you develop your social skills, honestly. Um, high school for me was, was an amazing time to sort of, to, to learn how to communicate. Um, 
I communicated and, and, and was friends with a lot of different types of people and I would encourage each and every one of you to do your schoolwork, study, get good grades, but also to work on your, your people skills. Um, don't gossip, right? It's important to have a broad spectrum of friends. Say hello to the, to the, to the people who aren't popular, or pop, people that are more popular than you, or people that are into you know, mechanics or shop or artists. I mean, be social and, and interact and engage with people of all different backgrounds and interests. This is one of the most valuable tips and, and pieces of information that I can give you. It's what I did. I didn't know that I was doing it at the time, but I was friendly with everybody and, and doing this, it really is amazing how much you use your people skills and how ultimately I feel like you will, are going to be more successful if you are good at interacting, making small talk, conversation with people that you might not have a lot of things in common with, but you, you, you've got to develop them and, and it definitely helps. Now, so high school, absolutely. I use a lot of things like math and stuff like that. It also teaches you how to, how to think a little bit. Um, you know, but there are things that I don't use. Like I don't use a lot of the things that I learned in chemistry, but does it mean that I shouldn't have taken chemistry? No, you should experience everything that you possibly can. Um, but now let's talk about this, right? That is my college diploma, which I'm very proud of to be completely honest. Um, I had to make the decision back in 1994 when I went to college or when I graduated high school um, what I was going to do with my life. I knew that I wanted to open a fitness center. I knew that I wanted to own a business and so I knew that college was pretty much the, the path. Now this was also a very different time than it is right now. The internet was like just kind of starting to a little bit be a thing but there wasn't social media. There was none of this. I didn't have a cell phone until I graduated college in 1998 and so you know there really were, were two options back when I went to high school. You were either going to not go to college and get like a job being like a laborer or doing something in sales or, or whatever, a lot of my friends went into the car business. They didn't want to go to college or maybe they went to college for a year, figured out it wasn't for them. And so they ended up dropping out and, and being very successful in the automotive industry. It's something you can do without a college degree as long as you're, you're good at sales. And once again, tying it back to the people skills, if you're good with people, that definitely is not going to hurt you. Um, anything you do in this, in this life, you know, it, it helps to have good interpersonal um, skills and, and, and communication abilities. But I was like, hey, I want to own a business. I want to learn how to run a business. And so I need a business degree. And so I went to the West Virginia or Uni West Virginia University in Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, I was there for four years. I took summer classes to get through in four years. A lot of my friends that went, they didn't have to pay for their university. I paid for a third of my college. One of the reasons why I went to West Virginia is because the price of out-of-state tuition was less expensive for me being from Philadelphia than any of the in-state tuition that, that basically the schools in, in, in Pennsylvania were more expensive even living in the state than me going out of state to West Virginia. Um, something really cool that Georgia does here in, in Georgia, I'm in Atlanta, is they've got something called the Hope Scholarship where if you maintain a B average or a 3.0, the, the lottery money that they get from people playing like scratch-offs and lotteries, 
um, they, they give you a scholarship. And so it's very competitive here in, in Georgia to get into college. But hey, if the government will pay for it, why not, I say. Um, you know, but, but nowadays things are different, right? You can start a business without having a degree. There's a lot more opportunity for, for entrepreneurs like never before, right? It's totally changed the game. Now, do I think college is necessary? No. Do I think it's a good idea? It's a good idea if you apply yourself and you don't just go and waste money, waste your time, party, and be irresponsible. One of the hardest things and reasons why so many people fail at college or don't you know, end up sticking it out is because they're not disciplined. They have all this freedom that like, they've never had in their life, right? They're not like being watched by their parents and they start going crazy. They start staying up really late. They, they, they go out, they're drinking, they're partying, they're just like having an amazing time. If you do that, don't go. If you're not responsible, don't go. If that's you and, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, just work for a while, right? It doesn't mean that you've got to go to college right now. You could do it you know, later. Go out there in the real world and get a job and see how that works out. That might change your mind and give you some experience. There's nothing to say that you need to. And if you're going to squander the opportunity and the money, I say absolutely do not go. Now, if you want to do something specific, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be an accountant, if you want to be something that requires a degree, then of course you've got to go. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, no. Now, what I will say is if you are thinking about starting a business, I think a business degree is a great idea. It's going to give you a broad spectrum of skills, skills, education. Mine is a degree of bachelor's of science in business administration. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was cool, right? I, uh, I thought it was good, but I was ready to get out. And so I was in and out in four years. I worked throughout college. I did not go out and party. I didn't join a fraternity or anything like that. I had something bigger that I wanted to do. I wanted to open a fitness center and uh, moved to Atlanta. And then I started working and that's where the education really started. Um, college is good. It gives you a foundation. It proves that you can stick something out. And so if you're an employer, um, a lot of times you are looking for people that do have a degree uh, because it does show some ability to stick something out and, and see it through. And you know, that, that is something. Um, but ultimately, is it necessary? No. Is it a good idea if you'll use it and if you'll, you'll apply yourself? Yeah, I don't think it'll hurt. But, um, but it's definitely not needed or necessary in order to be successful as an entrepreneur. I think the internet has totally changed the game, but high school, definitely stay in school. Next question comes from Zaid Awad. He says, what factors do you think entrepreneurs should consider when choosing the right location to start their business? Uh, why did you move to Georgia to start Alpha M? Uh, okay, we'll talk about that. Um, I didn't move to Georgia to start Alpha M. I moved to start a fitness center. Um, if it was about lower state taxes, why did you choose a state? Why didn't you choose a state with zero income slash corporate tax? I'm not hating on Georgia, just wondering um, uh, what brought you. So what brought me to Georgia is actually an interesting question. Um, my best friend from high school, his, uh, his, uh, Terry, his father was dating a woman in Atlanta. And I didn't know where I wanted to go. When I was in college, I'm like, I'm moving somewhere. I don't want to go back to Philadelphia. I just didn't want to go back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia for me, because of my stepfathers and everything, and just it had a lot of 
negativity around it. And so I wanted to go, I wanted to explore. And I was talking to him and he said, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, I want to start a gym. I want to start a fitness center. He goes, dude, it was right after the Olympics in 96. 96 is when the Olympics happened. He said he was dating a woman in Atlanta. And so he traveled here a lot. He said, man, if you want to move somewhere, go check out Atlanta. It's incredible. If you can't make a business work there, you can't make it work anywhere. Because a lot of people were moving, a lot of young people, they were into health, they were into fitness. And, um, and so my, my spring break, my senior year, I drove down here and was like, all right, looks good to me. And, um, and that was how I chose Georgia because I, I wanted to start a fitness center and that was, um, that was the plan. And so, I didn't think about taxes. I didn't think about anything like that. I knew the cost of living was low here. And that's one of the, the benefits and upsides to Atlanta and Georgia. Cost of living here versus the rest of the, the country in terms of like major metro areas, ridiculously affordable. What you get here for, you know, in terms of house is amazing. Property taxes aren't amazing, but they aren't horrible. And so in terms of um, income tax, there are other states like Florida that doesn't have like a state income tax. Tennessee doesn't have a state income tax. Chattanooga is an amazing city, which is only like an hour and a half from here. But I love Atlanta, and so sometimes you gotta just decide. Now, T. Shanley's in Chicago, right? You wanna talk about a state that's hard to, expensive to do business in? Is Chicago. It's crazy, the, the state income tax in, in Chicago is astronomical, like sales tax astronomically high. California, super high. Why are people there? Because the talent pool also is very big. You also get some things when you're in some of these higher taxed areas. Um, in terms of, you know, there, there's, there's more resources, there are more, more higher caliber um, potential employees, like there, there are upsides to these areas. Um, but yeah, there are, there are definite downsides. Um, and that's one of the reasons why you see a lot of people that have like, you know, the corporations are set up and structured in Delaware because Delaware has tax advantages. Do your research, figure out and, and explore. I mean, I would definitely do your due diligence. Um, you know, I'm in Atlanta running businesses because I'm in Atlanta and I'm not moving to an area because I value quality of life more than I value money. And, and that's something that you might want to consider. You know, if there's an area that you love, but yeah, the taxes are a little bit higher. You know, you just gotta, you gotta see. Um, and, and for me, I love being here and, and you know, it's okay that I pay state income tax. Does it suck? Yes, but at the end of the day, I love it here. And you just ultimately have to decide what's gonna be right for you. And, um, and it's, it's a good problem to have, I guess. And um, if you're just starting out, you know, and, and you're thinking about it strictly from a financial perspective, you definitely should explore your options because there are, are better states that, that are more, you know, business friendly than other states. And so there are definitely advantages to being certain areas other, over others. Will Kissick has a great question. Hi, Aaron. What are your thoughts on franchising a business? Pros and cons? Good or bad idea? I think that franchising is an amazing opportunity if you are somebody who wants to own their own business, but you don't necessarily have all the ideas or the skill set. You don't have something that you want to do like specifically. Um, you can, you know, go to these franchise companies, do all the applications. If you've got the money, 
you can start a business. Um, there are some amazing franchises out there. And the beautiful thing about franchising is that they've done the work, right? They're going to give you all of the information, all the secret sauce, so to speak, that you're going to need in order to, to do this business. The risk is a lot lower when it comes to franchising in terms of marketing because you're pulling all of their marketing dollars, all the franchises of, you know, say McDonald's, right? They're all basically being rewarded and the marketing is being done by, you know, franchise or the, 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 the parent company. And so you can share a lot of the, the, the incremental or different, you know, smaller expenses. Um, you know, there are some really great franchises out there. You just need to make sure you do your homework. They're actually, um, what are they, like, like reps. If, you, if you're looking for a franchise, there are people that are kind of like franchise brokers that can really talk to you about your lifestyle, what you're looking to do, um, your capital, how much you have to invest. But there are franchises out there that you can get started for very, very, very little money. Um, a friend of mine, it's funny you mentioned this, I, or asked this question, he owns uh, three chick, uh, two Chick-fil-A's. And, um, you know, talk about a really cool franchise. Chick-fil-A, I think the franchise fee is like, like I, I, I could be wrong, like $10,000. It's very low. But the competition to get a Chick-fil-A is very high. And then they really, I, I know personally because of my friend, they jam a, a microscope up your butt and they only approve a very small amount. Plus, they're, they're not like expanding as rapidly as some of these other other franchises. I'm CrossFit, another franchise that if you're into fitness and you want to start a, a, a franchise or a, a CrossFit, super inexpensive, like a few thousand bucks, you get your franchise fee paid and you know, then you get your location. The cost to actually open a, a CrossFit is very low. It's a warehouse. A lot of times there aren't even air conditioners. So personally, I really like the idea of franchising if you're not wanting to do something like specific. Now, I also think there are some cons to a franchise, right? There are franchise fees. There are um, you know, there are rules that you're going to have to play by that were set in stone or set in, in documentation by, by these franchises. Um, something else that I, I tried to start a franchise back when I had my fitness center, we tried to do this like, like group fitness facility called move it where we had classes for parents and kids. Now this is a long time ago back when the, uh, the, the franchise curves was around and we thought, Hey, we're going to brand this. We're going to you know, create these, these, these classes and these platforms and we're going to sell them and have other people do it. And it obviously never worked out. And, and you know, the business kind of exploded and that's the one that I really, um, ended up being financially ruined by, but franchising is a great thing. If you can start a franchise, like awesome. There are pros and cons to every business franchise, no exception. Uh, but if it's something you're interested in or there's a franchise that you're thinking about, um, there are also like things, if you go online, you can like look up to see what franchises like rank the best. And there's a lot of information out there about franchises. I think it's a great option um, and something to consider if you're interested in starting a business and having your hand held a little bit more in the beginning. And then it's up to you and then good luck. Gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. As always, I appreciate your support. Once again, if you found this episode or any of the content I've put out in the past helpful, please leave a rating and review on the platform you're listening to this on. Once again, every week, we're going to read out and feature a few of my personal favorite reviews. And if you're looking to upgrade your sunglass game, don't forget to check out Enemy.com. Honestly, the quality of these glasses for the price is insane. Just read the reviews. Gentlemen, stay awesome.